All right, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Style Studio Podcast. I got my girl, my business business partner, yes. friend, yes. model, client uh-huh. slash uh, canvas. She's just all around amazing and dope. Um, we're going to be talking to you guys about business longevity and just sharing about just some things you know, we're learning along the way, some things that she's taught me, and we're just going to educate you guys and uh, open up about ourselves, mostly her, because <laughs> she's really dope. You guys have no idea how multifaceted she is, so yeah, so we're going to just jump right into it. Anna, you want to introduce yourself? Yes, so I'm Anna. Um a couple things I do is the modeling, um, but what I really do is engineering, you know, Woo-hoo. so I got the math science behind that, um, and for marketing, the way I can speak on it is because I'm a data analyst as well, certified data analyst, so I'm able to look at the data that markets and companies have and be able to tell you the story behind it, as well as having a Lean Six Sigma black belt, which basically means I can look at your company, your process, and see where the waste is, why it's taking so long, where you can cut that out, where you can save some money, how you can reduce defects, everything. So this is a little trinkets that you get here and there. So I I know that. So I know how to help out companies uh, grow and have longevity. And scale. Yes, and grow up and scale up. Yes, get out the house, get a warehouse, all those things. Oh, so, yeah. I love it. This is like, <laughs> this is a really good topic. And this is like the perfect time because, of course, you know, some of you guys already know as well. Of course, I launched my hair care line mm-hmm. yep. in April, right at the, I guess at the cusp, at the beginning of the pandemic. Yes. And yeah. so I really just took a leap of faith and just dropped. I was oh, like, yes. look, my spirit was just like, do it. Yep. You need to start. Take that chance. Take the chance. Take the chance. Because it can only it could it could only bless yeah. the you know, others. So there's a reason why I have what I had, you know, inside of me. He's so silly. <laughs> <laughs> She looking like, I want to get on the podcast, too. Why aren't you on the podcast, but too? She going to get on. Watch. <laughs> yeah, not, like, look, she, she want to get comfortable. I know. That's but um, So, yeah, I, was, I launched, you know, Curly Kink Connect in April. Natural hair care line for all curl types, all curl textures. It is a multi-textured, mm-hmm. elite, organic hair care line. Yes, ma'am. So, we are definitely geared towards curls, any shape, form, it doesn't matter. We're geared towards making sure that, you know, hair care, mm-hmm. artistic freedom, and expression is, you know, all yep. connected. So So you have your niche. Curls is you. Yeah. That's who you market to. Pretty much. Yes, ma'am. I don't care what complexion you are. As mm-hmm. long as you got a curl, curly kink is for you, boo. Yes, ma'am. So... Anna and I were talking a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. when we had that fun session, that TikTok session. And she got my <laughs> lavender on my and laid that <laughs> lavender. And she was talking about some really, really, really 
just some really key things to keep in mind and to think about in business and with me just starting out with this business because mm-hmm. I had the salon before right. and now I have the podcast but the hair care line that's a compl- that's a that's yep. an actual product yes so the other things are just services but now mm-hmm. that I'm actually getting things into people's hands yes producing it making it myself mm-hmm. let's talk about let's go into how how that can go from the kitchen right to the lab to the mm-hmm. you know to the to the warehouse yes oh. And you start off small, right? You start and you got your thing going I had on. plastic bottles. Yep. $1 plastic travel yes. size bottles. And scaling up could go from plastic to glass, right? Now and we that, got four ounce glass. scale, right? And so you have it, you're working at the house, and all of a sudden your clientele booms. Right. And what one person's able to do is now over you know maxed out exactly and so you have to be able to balance that and figure out okay how much can one person really do and at what point is what you're doing starting to hurt your profit exactly because of how many hours you're putting in right so if you're putting in 90 hours a week 80 hours a week and getting a certain amount of profit that you could be doing with two people you can actually make more by paying somebody right but people think that if you're paying somebody you're losing you're losing money but if you add that body in the amount that you pay them but the amount that your product increases, the amount you're able to get out, outweighs that amount that you're going out to them. Yes. And so just because you're paying out here doesn't mean that your profit's going down. It can actually like exponentially increase. And then just the fact that you're able to pay somebody shows yes. that you're growing. It shows yeah. that you're scaling. So, you know, with it only being just one person, you're mm-hmm. only you're only really holding on to that that little yep. that little amount that little portion mm-hmm. it's not it's yep. nothing compared to what you can get having someone else yeah you know having someone else involved in the operation be a part of it grow it and then you add their clientele in right now you got their people who they know brought in right as long as they're part of your brand and they believe in your brand right you just brought in a whole new area right? right so now you got cali people on your side because i know people from california you got south dakota people because i know people from south dakota you know you're not just stuck in augusta and you got texas people because you're yes. from texas and texas, then you got people who florida people. new york philly mm-hmm. alabama you know so new orleans yeah there it is <laughs> new orleans look so you start trickling down everywhere you got people you got people you've got college people now they're going back to their colleges yes you know so just... and honestly like you opened that up mentally for me because i wasn't even thinking on that level i was just right. like let me help out my you know let me help out my fellow sisters yes. in augusta mm-hmm. and then of course then my clients in texas noticed too they were yeah. like girl you got hair care products products order order mm-hmm. you know send me this yep. whenever it's ready Yep. Pre-ordering stuff. And then yep. people in Philly that I had just connected with through mm-hmm. doing Herbalife yep. hitting me up. And I mean, yep. that's that's why I I never took away from the little things that I was doing. Yeah. Because it was like I still kept those connections. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes, and ma'am. Those 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 people are still in yep. full support of what yes. I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for that. So what what do we decide longevity was, business longevity was? You said a marathon. Right? Period. So you just keep going. You increase your longevity, you just keep it going and being able to, to maximize on it and profit off it, right? Exactly. You can have longevity, but if it's hurting your pockets, it's coming towards the end. Right, exactly. So. Exactly. Increase longevity. Mm-hmm. So 
now we're talking about how to build trust with customers. Yeah. <sighs> That's the hard part. Mm. And a lot of people don't do it accurately. And one thing that we try to do, I know you try to do, and you got Velocity Aesthetics out there doing it, is transparency. Velocity Aesthetics on the skin today. On the skin. We just want y'all to take your your time and your attention and focus it on the skin. No filters here. No filters no. at all. No, not at all. And we're back. <laughs> but transparency. Your customer wants to see start to end point. Right. You know, you got people selling waist trainers who got plastic surgery and trying to sell it to you like Ooh. the waist trainer did it for you. <sighs> no, ma'am. So if I slap that waist trainer on, I ain't had no surgery. It's not going to get the same results. So if you got hair care products and you have a two-year-old who had dry hair and all of a sudden it's full flourishing, curls popping, and it's healthy. Yeah. And you can see from the start to the finish, that's going to build trust. Yeah. You see a skincare, you see a person film it, say, hey, I haven't had my face touched with this skincare, so this is where I'm starting at. And then you record the process and you're open with your customers about it. Now they can start to see what you're really about right. instead of just a picture saying, hey, this person uses this. They know that you use this. Right. You're actively trying to show it to them. Yeah. You're not trying to just show the end result without seeing, you know, yeah, I use this skincare, but I still use Cetaphil in the background kind of thing, you yeah. know. You know, so people want to see the rawness of it. Right, exactly. You know, they want to see the process of, like, when you be posting on Instagram, like, you doing it. Yes. That makes it more personal. Right, exactly. It's not some corporation, mm -hmm. you know. Some people want to support the smaller businesses that aren't corporations yeah. because of what goes into it. Exactly. You know. And, and so, then it's so it's, it's it's so much more intimate. Yes. Yeah. And people are looking for that because yeah, you can mass produce, but where's like the love that's put into it? There's exactly. love put in behind these brands. Oh yeah. And so people can feel it. Their hair can feel it. Their skin can feel it. Everything. So you want to talk about your jewelry? Excuse me. Excuse me. Jade jewelry. Jade's jewelry. Yes. Yeah. So this goes into longevity too. So I have a two and a half year old who I'm trying to teach Freaking business genius. to. She's smart. Um, but I'm trying to teach financial like freedom to her. And so she has a, a jewelry making business. So she picks out the colors, she picks out the shape, she's learning, she's actively engaged, her hands on. She makes custom pieces, you know, off the dome for her. Um, and we do custom orders too that she gets to pick out, you know, what goes in and everything. But every sale and profit goes straight to her college fund. So as she grows older, she sees what she's doing is hard work, but she also gets to see the number in her college fund grow. Yes. And even though she doesn't have direct access to it, she's starting to learn that long-term wise is a lot better than the short-term spending. Right. So she has this in a pocket here, and whatever she decides to do with her life, she's financially secure, and she did that. You're right, exactly. You know, from a two and a half. So you got... You know, I made a hundred bucks this week, which doesn't sound like a lot, but a hundred bucks compounding for six and a half years. Uh, talk about that crazy. compound interest, good, right? And so, and then you know, it goes from a hundred to two hundred, keeps scaling up. So now you got a thousand compounding over fifteen years, right? And so it's like it's the same with businesses. You gotta think about the compound and where it goes. So if you start off small, but you put it in the right places in the right pockets, whether it's marketing, customer service, um, advertising, everything people are going to start to see that and then you'll see your small compound interest, your small investments grow. Right. And exactly. exponentially. Whew. So, so this is probably this isn't this isn't one of the things that we put on here, but we're just going off the dome. So yeah, okay. at this point because yeah. it's pretty dope. It's pretty mm -hmm. authentic conversation. Yeah. So, when you talk about compound interest, mm -hmm. 
do you want to share like what type of accounts may be helpful for people? Because I know some people don't know the difference between a credit union and then a bank. Right. So you have your, you know, you're, you're insured by the like FDI insured, right. FDIC yeah. insured yep. for banks. And then you have the NAC, NACU, I call it NACU, but it's right. NCUA insurance. Right. So it's, it's, it's it you're you're covered up to a certain amount mm-hmm. with credit unions and then you're yep. covered up to a certain amount with yeah. your bank. But mm-hmm. what type of accounts would you tell someone to have, you know, to 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 start getting compound interest on like small like small right. portions of their investment? Oh, that's a good question. And it's it's really what your goal is, right? Yeah. Is this your business or is this your hobby? You know? Yeah. So like where do you want your money going? Do you want a short-term return or you want a long-term return? And so you have to start looking at like what the pros and cons are. Do your taxes get taken up out front or does it get taken on later on? And so are you getting taxed up front in a slower tax bracket or are you getting taxed later on at a higher tax bracket, but you get taxed less times? And so those are the things that you have to look at. Um, and so it just depends on like what kind of company you're going for. Are you in it for the long-term? Yeah. And what you're really trying to look at. And so, like you said, whether it's for personal, like a Roth IRA or just a regular 401k, figure out what you're trying to do with that. Call it. There's so many different accounts out there depending on what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But what you got to look at is where the taxes are coming from, what kind of interest it is, and what your goals are as a company and as a business. And can you afford the short-term hit right. for the long-term return? Right. Or do you have to have a quick return, even though it might cost you more in the long run? Yeah. And it can switch. Once you start having constant income, you can switch your accounts. Right. Right. So now you can afford hard hits in the beginning because mm-hmm. you can pay for it because you'll get your return on investment later down the line. Yeah. You know, so it just depends on what kind of income you're having and going. So, but definitely you got to look at those things instead of just saying, oh, it's going to be cheaper right now. It might be way more expensive in the long run yeah. that you won't be prepared for. Right. So definitely have to I've, look at those things. And I've talked to people who tell me, you know, they pay the taxes quarterly. Right. Because it's, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's easier on them to just yes. pay it quarterly than trying to, scramble around yep. you know at the later at the later end of the year yes. trying to pay you know mm-hmm. that that big fee yes. which i like that better yes. than trying to wait you know and mm-hmm. try to get all this have all this money all but quarterly yes. i like I, yeah. I would rather pay taxes quarterly yep so it's definitely you can be more accountable that yeah. way say you got you know you can do like projecting so you can project your sales and everything and project how much taxes you're going to spend on that. Right. And say you project that you have to spend ten grand in taxes. Right. Instead of paying ten grand up front, start taking, let's say, over the 12 months, you take about 800 each month and just put it away. Yeah. So you never really lose it and you're not coming up with ten grand. Not a lot of people have ten grand. Just sitting. Well, you got 800 a month here and there. Yeah. You know? Because that's like rent. Yeah. And so... Because if you don't think you got it, you start spending that 800 a month, and now you don't have the 10000 10, mm-hmm. But if you put that 800 away each month, now you got that 10000 to put. Or if you just pay it each quarterly, quarterly yeah. you know? Yeah. So that way you don't even have it sitting anywhere. But definitely, it for me, I pay them in smaller chunks. Yeah. You know? I like just that. Just make sure there's no penalty for paying it sooner, or, you know, quarterly or anything. Right. So, but, yeah. So... 
we did talk about scaling. So marketing imagery and name. Yes. How does that affect the buying? You know, the customer wants to feel like you're you're appealing to them. Right. Right? And so let's just go say these days, if there's a company that says Confederate something, we're not going. We're not buying from it. Even if it has a beautiful product, we're not welcome there. Right. And we're not going to buy from there. Because we know what it represents. Right. And so it's the simple things like the name that can deter someone, right. no matter what kind of quality product you have. It could be the colors, you yeah. know. So if you want to sell a feminine product, but you have a hard red and black, it sends a different message. Exactly. You got men's skincare and women's skincare, and you adjust the marketing to those, you know. Right. But it's still the same brand, but men and women are attracted to different colors, different yeah. fonts, different everything. Mm-hmm. And so it's the little things. Now you got the visuals. If you have a, a market that can go f- for everybody, but your visuals are just geared towards one demographic, it automatically starts thinking like the human psyche. If it doesn't look like you, feel like you're anything, exactly. they're not going to get involved in it. Exactly. Even if they, if the product would benefit them, mm-hmm. right? And so with the curls, you know, all all race ethnicities have curls. Exactly. And so you have to capture that in your marketing, so that doesn't seem like only African American curls. Because yep. I have mixed mixed texture curls mm-hmm. and it works on my hair oh and my daughter has the 4b 4c in some areas and it works on her hair and i like that you say mm-hmm. i love how you talk about multiple textures because that's what i i right. try to explain that to clients all the time yep. like letting them know you don't have just one curl type no you know you have nope. a mo- you have at least a minimum and this is just mm-hmm. minimum of four yes. types of curls on just one head yeah so even if you think that oh, so <laughs> i say even if you think that you have three b or four a or mm-hmm. you know whatever you still have two to three other textures yes. that you haven't even tapped into yep. and so that's why i had to formulate something that was going to be that would products that can be used on one head yeah so you have yep. a lightweight moisturizer mm-hmm. you have a butter-based moisturizer you have a cream mm-hmm. you have a whipped and then you have yep. the oil to seal yep. and then you have a spray a lightweight spray yep. because some things weigh down you know other people's curls mm-hmm. so i created products so like you can get multiple products and use them on one head yes. and not yep. feel like you have a, a bunch of buildup mm-hmm. on the head. Yep. Cause even with me, like I'm, I, I had to use three of my products. I had to use yeah. the, I had to use the, the mango butter. Yep. Of course I used the oil and then I had to use, uh, the, um, the, the curl splash yep. spray because mm-hmm. some parts of my hair won't curl the same. Right. Won't take it in. Even if, even yep. though I'm doing the same style, I have to put more mango butter on the back. Yeah. Versus the front. Mm-hmm. The front will soak it up and Take it it'll in. stay there. Yeah. The back, it's hard to really keep the moisture. So yeah. that's why I, mm-hmm. I did that. But yeah. I like how you, you always bring up the fact that Jade has multiple textures. Like yes. she has multiple types Ooh. of curls. So Ooh. she got waves here and then beautiful voluptuous fro in the yeah. back. Right? And so. And then she, it's like kind of straight along yeah. her edges. And she's just. Yeah. She got it all going on in yeah. layered sections. And so I know how much product I got put in the curls yeah. back here and less in the front. Right, right. And it's because you've let us know that. Mm-hmm. Right? Because yeah. it'll, so. be, it'll be heavy if you're doing mm-hmm. the same amount of product everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. just the same, you know, just the mm-hmm. same type of product. Yeah. Like I said, some product is not going to reach 
certain levels of your hair because you have Mm -hmm. certain levels of your hair that has normal porosity and then you have other parts of the hair that's very low Mm -hmm. so nothing can penetrate yes so i'm glad we talked Mm -hmm. about that too so what about the oh we talked about the name Mm -hmm. and then observing how to create content through observing the data. Right, yeah. Because remember we were talking about how the like the back office mm-hmm. on Instagram and Facebook will show you in, yes. in our websites. Mm-hmm. It'll show the analytics like the yes. new traffic, the engagement, mm-hmm. what posts are getting yes. the best traffic. Yep. And so there is so much behind the numbers. Oh, yeah. And it's figuring out where there are correlations and just coincidences. Right. Right. And so... Looking at that data, you can see, okay, when I post at 2 p.m., I get X amount of views. But if I post the same thing at 5 p.m. on prime time certain days, I get a lot more views. Same post. Right. Different amount of views. Just depends on when people are online, what they're looking at, when they're looking at it. And so shifting your tactics to meet what, where the people are. So you have to meet the people. Mm -hmm. You can't make them meet you. You got to go to the people. Yeah. Some people are just expecting their customers to come to them. It's like, you got to go get those customers. You have to work to be humbled. Right. And then when you get to this, you know, a certain level, they're going to start coming to you because people are now speaking your name, right? Word of mouth. But before you get there, you got to go to them. Right. You got to find them. And so you just got to start thinking about those things. Um, but the numbers, there's so much to it. And figuring out what is really behind those numbers yeah. is essential. So figuring out when you need to post, what you need to post, hashtags. Yeah, I found people to do my hair by posting um, Columbia, hashtag Columbia braiders. Right. And I found someone to do not list braids before I met you. Okay. Right. And so it's those certain hashtags you meet, you're meeting them. Right. You got to figure out the psychology. What are they looking for exactly. that you can produce? Right. So you got skincare. You say flawless, no filter here. Cause no people want no filter. They yeah. want to be the filter, they want right? To be the filter. They want to yeah, be the naturally. filter. Mm-hmm. Wake up and be a whole filter. A yes. whole mood. See what's trending. See how you can match that without sacrificing your brand and your right. characters and morals. Right. But how can you meet the high demand? So as I was telling you, people are on TikTok these days. Oh, yeah. They're you, hanging out. They're hanging, hanging out, out on, on TikTok. TikTok for hours. And so you come up with a pop and vibrant video where you go from black hair to lavender, hot pink something, and they want to see it popping. They want to see the transitions and everything. Girl. Now you're reaching people in California, Texas. Maine, all the way up there in Maine. Who knows someone in Maine? Now Valencia does. Now Velocity Aesthetics does because they're marketing (laughs) correctly, you know? And so it's the little things that people don't look, and it's the numbers that tell you that. Right, exactly. It is the numbers that tell you that. Why is my post not getting hits? Well, if you post at 2 a.m., most people are in bed getting ready for work. Exactly. So they might not see it. But if you post on lunch times, dinner times, getting ready for bed, laying in bed, scrolling for a couple hour times, it's going to produce different results for sure. So you got to look out for that. The numbers don't lie if you tell the story behind it. All right. So what is one of the things that you appreciate and value when you're shopping with local brands? Is it communication, Mm. trust? Um, Yes. Trust and customer service. 
if I'm giving, if I trust you to give me my money, I want to make sure that I get something in return, right? Right. I'm investing in you, but that means you're also investing in me. Exactly. Right. The life, the the life, the lifespan of the customer. Yes. Yeah. Because there's a lot more value of having frequent flyers than one-time buyers. Oh. Right. So if you can have multiple one-time gems. buyers here and there. These drums. Right. You got one-time buyers and, you know, they're hit and miss. But if you got people continuously coming back, right. that's going to take you further than having those hit and runs, right? right? Because first off, if you only have hit and runs, your product's not working to make them come back. Right. But now you have the longevity in your customer service and you can have an amazing product. But if I feel like I'm a burden to you, I'm not coming back. Right. Because exactly. there's someone that can take your place. Exactly. Right? Most definitely. And that's what mm-hmm. I like to think about when it comes to business because I think a, I think sometimes people get caught up in mm. they they get caught up in the in the cloud. Yeah. And I like and I keep saying that cuz I know yeah. we just went in a whole week <laughs> about yeah. clout. Yeah. And I just I I brought up clout because to me from what I've noticed, yeah. um mm-hmm. in our area and this could be everywhere but yeah. just I can only speak on our area right, right now but what at. I've noticed in our area is that we have um, we have a, a groups of clout where yeah. there's a certain there's mm-hmm. certain groups that are supported yeah. and put on this high pedestal. So yeah. then it 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 really kind of falls to the wayside if mm-hmm. they lack if they lack in being respectful right. or having good customer service yeah. or just you know being compassionate. Mm-hmm. Right. It sometimes can the clout will overshadow all of that and yes. then it'll yep. it'll eventually start to affect the brand. Right. It'll start mm-hmm. to affect the the trust. Yes. You know, with, with the local people mm-hmm. because, you know, yeah. if if I'm not if I'm not supposed to know about the process or what's going right. on in the process, mm-hmm. if there's a delay or something, if mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to know that, well then I'll go back to Amazon. Right. Because like Key had brought up, Amazon tells you the process. Yep, step by step. Amazon has mm-hmm. infographic that shows you where this is that, where, you're where at. it's been and and where it's if it left the warehouse or not. Mm-hmm. If it's been fulfilled or not. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that Yep. Having the attitude of not wanting to share that type of stuff with people right. just mm-hmm. because you're a small business, to right. me that will that will definitely hurt you. Right. Because yeah. we can go to Dollar General and we can still mm-hmm. shop at all these other places yep. who are not black owned, mm-hmm. and we can still continue to spend our money because yep. we're not getting the same. You know, we're mm-hmm. not getting the respect nope. and we're not getting the customer service that nope. we that we deserve. Right. Because we don't know you. We just mm-hmm. all we know is the product. Yes. Nobody really cares on the back end that it's going to take mm-hmm. you a whole week to produce one product. Make Nobody it. cares about that. Right. So yeah. we, I, I still feel like it's important for people to right. know what's going on in your process Behind and it, make yeah. it a habit of letting people mm-hmm. know what's going on in the process. That's that transparency exactly. that people need to see. So people just don't want to be open about it. They think that it's secretive, but the customers are watching, you know. And as a customer, you got to be careful reading reviews and things. You know, there's a lot of hype around people. And so there's going to be a lot of hype and hyping them out, but it might not be a true reflection of what's happening with their customer service and people. Because if people aren't satisfied, they're just not going to come back and you might not hear from them again. 
Right. And so that's not reflected in the hype on, you know, the lives and everything. People are like, yeah, I do this and this, but you don't know. That might be her cousin. Right. Right. So they're not going to say anything bad. But what's really reflective is looking at the data, how many times are one-time buyers and how many times are frequent buyers. Right. Exactly. Right. Because I feel like, I mean, having the repeat business. Yeah. Is that tell that tells a story in itself. Yes. Especially if it's a product that is repeatable. Right. Right. That you need to keep using. So exactly. hair care, skincare, if they don't come back, it's because they didn't see the results. There's from a flaw. It. There's, there's some, a flaw. In there's it. a flaw in the process, the right. product, something. Because mm-hmm. some products are a one time buy typically, or it's a you know, you might not buy it for every three years, right? Take a phone. You right. it every now and then. But if you got hair care that lasts a month and they don't come back that next month, and it's not because of financial reasons, it's because of your product. Yeah, And so exactly. you need to really look at that. So don't get caught up in the hype and really, you know, and you, they might not share their numbers, but just be realizing just because people, there's a lot of positivity on their post, it might be because the more negativity is just taking their business elsewhere. Mm-hmm. They don't need mm-hmm. to post about it. They exactly. just know it's not for them. Because I'm, yeah. I'm kind of typically the same way. Like, I won't. I, mm-hmm. I just go somewhere else because yeah. I won't waste time saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, don't shop with this person." And no, don't. you just know it's not for you, and yeah. you're gonna take your business, whether it's from customer service, product quality, or any type of reason. You just know it's not for you, right? Right. And so I got caught up in the hype over here, and I got a product that I don't want, mm-hmm. right? And it's just like, and I got caught up in some hype, ouch, right? So it's just like, mm-hmm. I read the comments, people was popping, it's the only name you saw on the post and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's clearly it then. Yeah. I got there, I said, no, they're just popular. It's just clout. Yeah. And so you got to watch out. Just because it's popular don't mean it's a good product, you know? So you just got to gotta watch yourself, watch where your money goes. I, I thought about all of that. Yeah. I thought about all of that. And mm-hmm. I, me personally, like I was telling Quita, I don't think I had, I've, I haven't had an issue Right. You know, thank God, like, that. I haven't had those types of issues where, you know, I have to get like that with people. Or I don't even feel like that's necessary, first of all. Because when I was a manager and I had to deal with women, Mm. you know, who just, you know, they felt like I shouldn't even been working in the store anyway. (laughs) Because I wasn't plus size. And I'm like, first of all, I'm still a woman. Right. At the end of the day. Right. We have the same body parts. Right. My stuff work, your stuff work. Right. I understand what you're going through. Just because right. we don't wear the same pants size, nice, that yeah. doesn't mean that I cannot help you put right. your put your you know put your What's outfits together, put your looks for your together. Body type. Exactly. Right. I can. I know what's flattering and what's I can not. Learn. Flattering. What's more flattering on a curvaceous body exactly. than you know a slim body? You don't have to be that body to know. It's like you just learn it. And then I had to build that trust there with them because they mm. had to see. Oh well, right. you know she. A, you know, she a tiny mm-hmm. little thing, but mm-hmm. she knows what she's she doing. Knows. Yes, yep. because at heart, I'm a stylist. Yes. I'm an artist. Yep. And I had mm-hmm. to keep sharing that with them over and over. And sometimes right. you really do. You have yes. to get on their level emotionally. Yeah. You got to meet you, them where they're at. And you have to tell them, this is how I'm qualified mm-hmm. to help you. Yes. This is how I'm qualified to bring this product to market. Right. You know, this is why I'm able to do what I do. Right. A lot of people did not know that I was a, right. a stylist for 15 years. Exactly. Half the city did not know that. Right. You know, now... Mm-hmm. They're looking at, mm-hmm. oh, she does hair. Mm-hmm. She does, you know, she yeah. does the braids. She like, she cold that. with the braids. Mm-hmm. Oh, now she got a product. Right. Now you're you know, putting it out there. Yep. Now it's like, yep. okay, now people's attention have gone to, oh, you do hair. Right. Yes. Yes, I am hair. You hair know? is me. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. They Now they're like, okay, cool. You do yeah. a podcast? Yes. Yes. Yes, I am. You know, like, you, yeah. you, you have to, I feel like you have to keep putting yourself out there. You have right. to keep putting in the work. You have yep. to keep 
giving them that customer service. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and and even if people are not respectful with you, there's another respectful way that you can let them know you need to What's have respect for me. Yeah. Because even though I'm a business, I still I'm, I'm exactly at the end yep. of the day, I'm still a person. But mm-hmm. there's a way to do it. Yes. So yeah. and it's not by getting combative with them on Facebook. You don't. No. You don't. <laughs> no. No. If you run your business strictly on Facebook, we're not I'll tell you California where I was at we didn't use Facebook yeah when you told me that I was like yeah oh my gosh. I when I moved to college in South Dakota and people were on Facebook I was like y'all on Facebook I always I said, felt like we're Cali. on Twitter I know <laughs> Cali is like to me I always feel like Cali and New York yeah. are like light years ahead yes and so you gotta meet them there yeah right so you know using TikTok as marketing you got to meet them there. And so, like Speaking I said, of, you got to bring them to you. You can't just expect them to come. Like, humble yourself as a company starting out, mm-hmm. realizing, yeah, if you know your product is great, it will get there, but only if you allow it to. Exactly. And you can't be your own in your own way just because you think, well, because I got this bomb product, people have to come to it. Yeah. It's a, no. There's plenty of bomb products at all. Yes. In Sephora. Yeah. And Mac. But what takes you, <laughs> what makes you different from the corporation is personalized. Mm-hmm. I can interact with you. Yep. And you're going to know where in the steps it is. Well, that means you got to hire someone else to track yeah. that. Right. Or you take pride in it and you say hey yeah just because it left my hands and it's in usps doesn't mean i'm not responsible for oh, yeah. it anymore and i care if your package got lost <sighs> i care if something got mishandled we can definitely talk about that yes. let's talk about how you ordered this sweater <laughs> everybody wants to use this COVID 19 foolishness message yes even even my vendor like i ate that i had to eat right that. right because yeah, they made it, but mm-hmm. it was 15, almost 20 days later from the yeah. time that you ordered it, mm-hmm. then yes. they had got it. They had mm-hmm. already got it at the warehouse. Like, yeah. this is me being transparent about business right now. <laughs> I'm being real with y'all right now because a lot of times people don't know this right. on the, the back the end. Scenes, yeah. Customers don't know this, but mm-hmm. thank God I have I have, I have, have a friend who took a took time say okay i want this this is mm-hmm. you know i like it this is what i, I want she bought yeah. it yeah then we went through the whole process because he even said he had the same issue too same same manufacturer right. we have the same we oh, had the same yeah. issue yeah. so it had nothing to do with COVID 19 no that is how you operate as a business right so now i'm finding out that there's mm-hmm. a hiccup in your process and you yeah. see i'm a system that's person affecting me that's now it's affecting me yes so i have mm-hmm. to eat the cost yep so after the 20 or 30 days later that we finally got the package mm-hmm. out, yeah, <laughs> USPS loses Lose it. it. Yeah, so after you got it fixed and it's out of your hands and now in a different company's hands and they mess up, who gets affected? It's still me. You. It's still right. you as the customer. Yeah. They don't care. Once, once they they're, have no responsibility. They have no they responsibility and no accountability. There's nothing no. that they are going to do. There's nothing For they're... You. Oh, did you have insurance? Customer. First of right. all, it's not even the fact that I had insurance or not. It's the fact that you guys were careless and didn't pay hands. attention to the label. Right. You probably put it in somebody else's mailbox. Right. And I'm just like, but you have no problem dropping the bills off, though. The bills always make it. Never. That's never in the wrong mailbox. I'll tell you that. <laughs> always there. <laughs> always there. But my packages, <laughs> they're missing. So No, it just, it, mm. when, I, like, when I was thinking about the whole thing, I was like, mm-hmm. 
Now I'm thinking, do I need to take off the merch? Like, do I need to take off the right. apparel? Because mm-hmm. I don't want to keep going through the same, the thing, same thing with with, right. with these people. Right. Um, so I thought I was, yeah, I was thinking about all that. I was like, wow. But as a customer, when you're handling it and you're being open with me and you fix it, I'm going to come back because I was like, okay, I understand hiccups in business because it's a human process, right? There's human error to it. But if you fix it and you're proactive, even if it's not directly your error, now you got a returning customer instead of that one and done. Exactly. Exactly. You know? So I'll come back because I know she'll handle the business. I feel like I'm cared for. I know what's going on. And COVID-19 is not an excuse. It's not an excuse. That means you got to shift when you order, when you expect. You got to understand how much people are going to buy and buy excess if you know and- that it's going to go down. And my thing is, they knew that they had these vendors. They they knew that they had these businesses already set up with them. Right. So my thing is, if I'm already getting off orders to you, and and it was already taking you ten days before to get right. it out. Yeah. No, that's your process. That's just your process. That is your process, mm-hmm. and that's something that you have to fix because right. now we can't blame mm-hmm. what we've been doing right. on COVID. No, right. that's that's just how we've been operating. Right. So mm-hmm. we can't then utilize that to say, okay, well, this is another reason as to why you're going to have to wait two more weeks. No. Right. no. There's certain products you can't wait or you don't want to wait, like with hair care. Yeah. If I'm using your hair care and I'm going to go order again and now you got, I got to wait for you to restock. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Switch to Shea? Switch to exactly. can't you exactly when I'm already committed to you and my hair is now adjusted to you. Boom. I'm doing a skincare routine and now I gotta wait a couple weeks to get it re-upped and I'm not even guaranteed to get that product. What do I do? I go to a product that I know I'm gonna get. Cetaphil is sitting on the store. I can get that anytime, it's, any it's, day. It's always there. It's readily available because they mass produce. They don't exactly. put love into it, they just mass produce. Mm-hmm. And I know it will always be there. Yeah. And so even if it's yeah. mediocre. Mediocre. I love your product, but if I can't get it consistently. I don't want to commit to it right? because once my skin's reacting flawless and I, it goes away, I don't want to be fluctuating in my exactly. hygiene and beauty. I don't want to be fluctuating. So I want to be consistent. And if you're not consistent, I'm not going to be consistent with you as exactly. a customer. And, and, so the, that, you know, and the dollar becomes inconsistent. The dollar disappears. So it happens. So... I know we t- we touched on pretty much all of this. Mm-hmm. How we talked about how to reach outside customers out of the demographic, out of the immediate demographic. Mm-hmm. Like, say my main customer base was Augusta. Right. How am I gonna get to Philly, to Florida, to Cali, mm-hmm. to you know, to right. to Mississippi, to Alabama, Louisiana? Right. How am I gonna get to all of those people? Especially if you have product that can get shipped there, right? Yes. My mom asked me why I put Los Angeles on one of my products I was trying to sell. So Los Angeles people know it's out there for them. So when they're looking for things in Los Angeles and Jewels from Jade pops up, Mm -hmm. hey, what's this? Oh, I like this. Oh, where are you at? I can meet you in Los Angeles. I can get this to you. Right. Just because I'm not physically there does not mean I can't get this to you in three days. Exactly. So the geotagging helps. Geotagging is essential. Hashtags is essential. So if you do hair care, Los Angeles hair care, curls in Los Angeles, things Mm -hmm. that, you know, the hashtags that people are actually searching for. Right. Curly girls, Los Angeles. Right. You know, you find pages that are curly girls in Los Angeles. You got a Instagram that you can find curly heads in Los Angeles because that's something people really like. Let me feed those curls for you. Exactly. Can I meet you? Can I pay for you to advertise this on your Instagram? If there's customers there, there's no shame of paying $50 for an Instagram post. Right. 
Exactly. If it gets you product. Yeah. And people always say, I'm not posting on Instagram. I said, that's where people are making their money. Yeah. You got Instagram models. You got people selling their products. You got boutiques on Instagram. You got skincare on Instagram. You got hair care on Instagram. You're meeting the people where they're at. Right. It's not Facebook anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not just Facebook anymore. Yeah. Because that, oh my God. So, yeah. Meet them. But geotagging, especially if your product can get there. Let them know, Los mm. Angeles, Boston. Tag and, little states and cities. And following Random your followers. Yeah. Following your followers. Seeing what they're looking for. Exactly. Because you be scrolling endlessly. And you can see what they're liking. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you go to that post yeah. and like that post that mm-hmm. they liked or follow that yeah. that that brand or yeah. that person that they follow, yeah. then you then you start you see, start targeting yeah. those people. Yeah. And when you put out your ads, yeah. Then you're going to start reaching those people. Yes. So. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with seeing successful businesses at a place that you want to get at Mm -hmm. and seeing what they're doing, not copying. Because if you copy someone, you will never be that somebody. Oh, yeah. But you can take trinkets here and there and then build you. Right. But understanding, okay, what in their marketing is working? How are they getting their people to engage? Is it a certain hashtag they use? Yep. Is it a long, lengthy message? No. People right. aren't trying to read Bibles on Instagram posts. Mm-hmm. They want to see what you got to offer, and they want to see it visually. Exactly. They want to see it visually. That's the whole engineering <laughs> that I do. I do visual management, and it's to get people out of the paper here and just see it. Right, exactly. And so if I can put a picture up there for you, that's going to do a lot more than a paragraph. Exactly. Because people are lazy, especially when they're not working and they're trying to buy things. Mm-hmm. If it's visually pleasing, they're going to be more likely to buy it. Yeah, Even exactly. if it's a worse product. If yeah. it's prettier... They're going to buy it. Right. And so that's where you're meeting. So plastic bottle to glass bottle, a slight change that might seem small to us might make your business pop. Exactly. Because like glass represents something completely different than a plastic yeah. bottle, even though the it's same luxury. product is inside of it. Yeah. yeah. You want to feel like you invested in this product mm-hmm. and then just buy it off, you know, from the Dollar Tree where they put all their products in plastic. But exactly. be humble. You started there and you got to the glass bottles. Right. Right. So don't knock those things, but understand that, hey, people want the glass bottles. I'm going to start it off in plastic with the goal to get to, to the glass. Right. And then I'm going to put my labels on the glass. Then I'm going to do this and start building step by step. But it's like you said, it's a marathon. Mm-hmm. You're going to keep going. You're going to yeah. have you're going to have water stations. You're going to have brake stations. You're going to have to revamp. You're going to have to step back, see what's working, see what's not working and then go from there. You just can't do the same thing over and over and over again because people get bored. Mm-hmm. People get used to it. They get complacent. They want to be active. They want to see what's going on. So if it's the same thing over and over and over again, then they start to lose trust in the product. And interest. And interest. You might not even lose trust. You might trust it's an amazing product, but if it's not interesting anymore, mm-hmm. they're not going to want it, and they're going to go to the next hyped thing exactly. right so you gotta keep yourself hyped yeah so this is a new product dropping right people's attention spans is long mm-hmm. it so might be a slightest change in color on the labeling yeah exactly that can make them be like it just got revamped mm-hmm. right marketing shampoo bottles go through a complete makeover yeah same product inside it or a worse product inside it because they're taking the cheap route and cutting out the good products and yeah. putting in fillers yeah but the bottle's pretty they re-upped it, so they must have made, came up with a new solution, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to go to it automatically. Right. So whether it's a slight change in color, slight change in marketing, slight change in you with mm-hmm. how you advertise yourself, right? Exactly. They're watching you yeah. as the person behind it. So they're what is JJ doing? They're growing. Right. Yeah. Right. 
And if you're a nail tech, eyelash tech person, please make sure those are popping. Yeah. Because if you get a haircut from someone with a janky haircut, you're going to be less likely to get it from them. Yeah. If you're getting a wig installed and that person's wig is slipping and you can see their lace, <laughs> you might not want to go back or trust that they, they like, got you correctly. You were supposed to give me a no lace, no trade. Right. <laughs> you're but selling, I can definitely see Yes. It. <laughs> you're selling curly hair products, but you got a relaxer, mm. right? If that yes. don't make sense, you know? <laughs> so where, where are you? You got to meet them. You got to represent your yes. brand. So that's, so, yes. I oh. wanted to talk about that real quick, too, because yeah. when I had first, when I had first came on the scene back in 2012 and started up with business and everything, yeah. I was trying to do um, hair extensions. Yeah. I was trying to do, like, the... Yeah. Peruvian, and I mm-hmm. trust me, I had it on deck. Yeah. Like I had people in yeah. San Antonio buying hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then I was just like, that lasted maybe six months. Right. For me, I literally, yeah, yeah, I had, I had got a, I had got a, mm-hmm. two investors, yep. pour the money into the business, got the product, read up, pretty much flipped it two or three times. No, I think right. I flipped it like three times for sure. I flipped it three times. Yep. But I just, I, once I made the money back, I just gave them all back their money. Right. And I just pretty much went back to the drawing board because right. I was like, it wasn't you. I'm not, I'm not about to be wearing extensions my whole life. Like right. I actually do like my curls yeah. because yeah. that was like right at the, right at the, the beginning of me going natural. Cause right. I cut my hair yeah. in 2010 mm-hmm. and then just started going, growing With out them. my little fro. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I had cut it one more time in yeah. 2012 mm-hmm. and colored it all blonde yeah so that's how it started so i was like i'm not about to be doing no extensions because this ain't me right and i always wanted to symbolize right what i what i was yep. you know and i wanted to find more people like me yeah so curly kink was like that's you that was me you are the brand exactly you represent it mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah. i you know i love everything about curls yeah like when it comes to coloring Yes. Keeping the hair moisturized while it's colors. Yep. Keeping it healthy, mm-hmm. you know, making sure the color stays vibrant. Yes. Um, I was so into that. Yeah. So I just kind of, I was like, you know what? This is me, and this is what I want right. other girls like me who look right. like me mm-hmm. or who have curls like me. I, I want them to like feel, yes. you know, feel loved mm-hmm. like when they utilize everything yes. from the brand. And that's one thing, like, people love this for a different the throwback thursdays oh yeah so you do hair color right yeah and you work with blonde and you said you started off with a blonde that was not good and exactly. then you finally got it to the blonde you're at you yep. say hey look at where i started at yep and look where i progressed to exactly say so you know that over these years i have learned to get from this that i was walking around with on my head as i should not have been exactly and now i'm at the platinum blonde i'm at the beautiful blonde that i want to be yep and it's not i'm not just trying to throw this at you i'm showing you the process behind it. Right, right, and people start to see that, so th- mm-hmm. they love Throwback Thursdays, right? Yeah, we so, gotta take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Anna will be on the team. Mm-hmm. Anna is on the Curly Kink team. Yes. So she will be handling um, everything as far as social media engagement, and all that, mm-hmm. and I'm excited. Yes. So I mean, it's it's pretty much official. Like it's about to go down. Like yes. this is literally like this is gonna be like my go-to girl for all things mm-hmm. uh anal- uh, analytics yep, yep. data analytics. all that yes. so i'm really hyped mm-hmm. like it's going down i yes. know people are like oh well, you're working with your friends it's risky but you got to think about what your friends embody you have to think about right. what their values are mm-hmm. and you value 
we we have our values are aligned. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I I I know that the partnership is right. It, it was like almost yeah. It was like something that I Slips. knew was gonna happen. It was just like right. boom. It. Yeah. It needed to happen. And there's a difference between bringing on a friend and bringing on a qualified individual who exactly. happens to be a friend, right? It's that's like I was talking about. You're not bringing on a model to look at your numbers, right? Exactly. <laughs> They're yes. like, how do you have a model do that? It's like, no. <laughs> Let's take a step She back. has the education behind the numbers exactly. and she has done it and just happens to be that, right? Exactly. And so it's not like she's like, oh, this is a cool friend. Let me put her on to this company. It's right. like, she's a cool friend. But I'm going to bring her on because she can also add value outside of a friendship to the company. Exactly. And so that's why you can't always throw friends and family into something because they just might not be qualified, and that's okay. And they might a not like and a share is cool too, right? They might not even care, mm-hmm. right? So we got family that got relaxers. Yeah. They might not want. It might not apply to them. A like and a share is the best they can do. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Which is okay. Yeah. Um. But just know where you the lane that you're in, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So yeah, I know the na- data, the analytics, everything. So we talk. Do did that. we talk about calculating profit? Oh like, no. Okay. You gotta calculate the profit. Thirty k. Yes. Say I, say I made thirty k in six days. Thirty k in six days. That is. Let's break down that thirty k. Because I showed you that I made thirty k. Yes. Let's say revenue, profit, sales times worked is all different. So just because you had, let's say, 500 products and you made 30000 off those 500 products, that is not your net profit. You got to account for how much you spent in the actual raw material. Overhead. You got to, you, you know, there's fixed variables and, uh, you know, you got fixed costs and variable costs. Yep. Oh, so, you bring me back to my accounting <laughs> yes, days. Yes. So you got all these different costs, right? So you got the raw material. You got the things as simple as how much did it cost you to plug in your blender and blend those things by hand. Yep. You got to calculate the electricity, and it might change based on demand, fluctuations, and things. So just because you saw someone make $30,000, say, in 10 minutes, they actually may have only made $2,000. For themselves. For themselves. Right. Right? And so say that process takes two months to repeat. Now they're only making two thousand every two months, and so mm. the numbers start to look really different. Yeah. So yeah, thirty thousand is great depending on how much time and effort you're putting into it and how much that reproduces itself. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. If you're working eighty hour it's weeks my girl. and making that, you know, if you start dividing hours worked over actual profit made, you yep. might be making less than you did at a nine to five, which is okay if you're really building the brand for longevity. But exactly. if you think you're going to stay there and keep doing that and burning yourself out, you're going to walk away from that so quick because mm-hmm. you can't consistently put in 80 hour weeks expecting that much of a return because it's not going to matter. You don't have a life. Exactly. You don't have any of this. Yeah. And so you're putting your all into right. the production, mm-hmm. but then you're, you're, you're not really getting right. You're not really getting mm-hmm. anything for it. And that's what, yes. And if you're having to put 80 hours into a week, that's when you need to delegate. Mm-hmm. So you might not be qualified to run social media <laughs> to actually make the products, to actually ship the products, you know, actually, you know, put the products in the boxes and everything. Exactly. It might be more financially beneficial to hire someone to do that. Exactly. Right? And someone says, well, I want to do it all. This is my brand. Okay. I said, well, but you're going to lack that, yes, somewhere. Some, you're going to drop the ball somewhere. Right. So you might be meeting the actual number demand, but now customer service is down because you're too busy making the product or actually doing this. And so now customer service goes down and now your demand goes down and your profit goes down. And then how do you, how do you think, 
how do I want to ask? The quality of the product right. change. The, the quality of the products can change. Yes. If somewhere in the process, right. the love and the passion yep. was removed. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And so there's there's a thing in, in Lean Six, and I won't get too much into it, but you can let's say you can have 100% efficiency, no defects, everything is done right, everything's done correctly. The amount of cost it takes to get it to 100% efficiency is more expensive than having a few defects. Mm. And so it's going to cost you a lot more money to have a seamless process that's going to burn you out, that's going to burn your people out, that's going to burn your process out, than having a few kinks here and there. Yeah. And understanding that. And so people are trying to perfect something, but there is a point of no return. So this is the best it might get financially. Anything past this is going to hurt you. Even though your quality is going up, your products, your profit's going down. Right. And so understanding that, that balancing point of like, this is where the product meets the demand, makes the customer happy. I don't need to exceed this. Right. And it's not something, it's not because you don't care about your customers. It's like, this is what they want. I can make this XYZ better, more faster or anything. But right. if they're happy getting it within five days, I don't have to push to get it out there in two days. Exactly. Because that's going to hurt you. But now if they're saying, I don't want to wait two, three weeks for this. Okay. And they start losing that money. Then you need to start looking at the customer service. Mm-hmm. But don't go above and beyond for something that hurts your pockets. Right. You know? Right. So... Mm. I've learned. I've learned Learned. and I've returned. Mm. I'm ready to go out and be better. Better. I'm ready to go out and be great. Strive. So, we got a couple more minutes left. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, let's see what we're going to leave them with. Because I know they're going to be picking their faces up Mm -hmm. after this. A lot of gems sprinkled everywhere. Sprinkled. This was definitely... Definitely an exciting one. Mm-hmm. I like this. I'm, I'm glad we did this. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, Talk about see. the black-owned business more directly, because I don't know if we was that actually filmed or were we just going off the head. I um, think that's when you were switching out the things. The 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 black yeah. Black Wall Street. Oh, just what Quita asked. Yes. Okay. So she said mm-hmm. the black-owned. She was saying, let me just because you're black owned doesn't mean that's your only clientele. That just means it's who you are. That just means that you are black and you have right. a business and you own that. But that doesn't mean you only meet one demographic. One, right, exactly. One and customer. just because you sell mm-hmm. to other demographics does not mean you're a sellout. That just means you reach other demographics. I don't like that word. The sellout? I don't like that word. No, especially when it is applied to being African American. Yeah, I, and because I'm like, catering how am I other selling out? Like, no, I'm selling out of my product. I I, <laughs> I know? know for a fact that we as Black people shop outside of yes, black and we're more so. confident doing that because for some reason we think a Caucasian produces a better quality product and we have more trust in that. Now that goes very deep into what we've been ingrained with. That's a belief system. That's a belief system that, that we were trained to do because exactly. they've been trained to take our money in a different way than they were hundreds of years ago. So that's a whole different podcast. Oh my God. But we trust our money with people outside of our own demographic just been how we've been held down. Even when we go to the hair stores. Oh yeah. We're not dealing with black people, but we're dealing with black products. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so 
No, you're not a sellout except for you're selling out of your product. <laughs> but understanding that, yeah, I am a proud black-owned business that has a product that reaches other demographics. Exactly. Unless you want it to only meet one demographic, which you might have your niche and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But don't limit yourself if your hair care or your skin care can go to other people. Exactly. Don't lower your price because your your community, your demographic saying that's too much. Mm-hmm. You're like, no, that's a disservice to y'all saying you can't afford this. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get to a level that you can afford a quality product exactly I'm that is what my client down. said yesterday she yes. t- she literally sat there and told me because i said to her i said um i said yeah your friend um your friend was scheduling an appointment but she didn't come yeah. she before i could the, before the last words even left my lips mm-hmm. she was like she can't afford you i was like well <laughs> i was like oh okay well. I said, well, I know I'm not for everyone. She's no. like, uh-huh. She's and that's like, I know. Okay. She said, but that's why I come to you. She said, because right. I know that, I, I know why I'm paying, how much I'm paying for my braids. For a real reason. But I know why. Yes. She's like, I, I know the quality of your work, and yeah. I'm going to pay for that. Mm-hmm. I pay for what I want. Just like he said, yeah. if I want it, I'm going to mm-hmm. buy it. You can't be for everybody. Exactly. And not all money is good money. And and I, try, I tell stylists all the time, like, whenever, mm-hmm. whenever we have conversations and they ask me, like, you know, how busy I am mm-hmm. as far as doing hair and how can I do right. all of this yep. and still do hair. That's because mm-hmm. I I pick and choose where my clients. Yeah. And I pick and choose where I need to be. Mm-hmm. And when it comes mm-hmm. to my prices, I'm like, bro, 15 years in the game, I'm not mm-hmm. doing this for $50. Mm-hmm. Because one, I was doing it before I even had a license and I was right. still doing it to mm-hmm. the best of my ability and it right. was still great quality. Exactly. Now I'm licensed, more right. educated. You paid for more, that because you time. paid for that. Exactly. Yeah. And so, it's reflected in your prices. And so, you don't meet people down here. You make them elevate, which is good. You want people to elevate to I you. I do want people to elevate. Yes. I want people to know that the reason mm-hmm. why you pay for this service right. by this service provider, mm-hmm. beauty professional, yes. the reason why you're paying it is because we know what we're mm-hmm. doing. We're and trained. the work has been put behind it. Exactly. I'm not coming out my first week braiding hair. I'm charging you $200 for something exactly. not less. I haven't earned that worth. Exactly. Right? But if you went to school, you have the certifications, yep. you have the licenses, that's going to be reflected in the pricing. Exactly. If I don't want to pay 120 bucks to get my hair dyed, I can go to someone who's charging me 50 but now they're using Arctic Fox on my head or something, oh right? <laughs> Trying to act like they hide the box or something and say, hey, or they just mess it up. Exactly. Right? Because, because I wanted the cheaper the price. Right. You see a cheaper... Ch- cheaper is not better. Sometimes it is, but you got to do the research. Yeah. There's a happy medium point, and people want to either go for the highest one or the lowest one, but the middle ground is usually where the best products are. Yeah. Because the lowest ground is people just trying to scramble and get some kind of money. And just get some cash. And just get cash. And right. the high ground is they figured out the marketing and everything, and now they... Just, their product's probably not even up there, but they figured out how to visually appease you, and you're going to go buy to the hype. Exactly. Buy right? to the hype. And yep. so they're going to jack up their prices and price gouge you because you're willing to do it. And usually they're Caucasian because mm-hmm. you have more trust in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something as a community that we and everyone needs to work on. Exactly. Because there are quality products within the black community that deserve to be at the price it is at. Exactly. And just because you're a friend, no, you don't get a discount. I'm going to pay your full service as a friend because as a friend, I know you deserve that price. And it's respect. And respect. respect. Yeah. 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 So if I I want to give you a discount, then I'll give you a discount, but don't be asking me for no discount. Exactly. So even like, it's funny because I've already been asked, I'm like, and I, I, if I say this around him, I already know his facial expression. So I told them that this is, this is, five dollars right 
and the shampoo is like 18. Oh, that's too much for shampoo. Well, you got a $5 product. Why do you have an $18 product? And I'm like, but you're paying $5 for two ounces. Right. That's the other thing. This Doing the actually, math behind it, right? Yeah. They don't know but how to scale the math and the numbers. But it's actually going to last you. Like, right. it's, it's going to last you 30 days. So you're right. only paying five, you're, you're paying $5 for something that's going to last you 30 days or more. Because you're not wanna, using it every they day. They don't want to do the math behind it, JJ. They don't want to do it. So. Mm-mm. They don't want to do it. Numbers. So we'll be wrapping it up. Mm-hmm. We're definitely going to wrap it up. Um, I thought it right. Okay, cool. So I know Cleta had brought up the... We did talk about this, stand apart from corporations. You yep. talked about that. Yep. Going from... See, black business is going from now. Do you think we are building another black Wall Street? Um... I definitely feel like we can get there. You can get there. We can we can definitely get there. Because but don't limit yourself to, to yeah. just one demographic. You can have a whole Wall Street where your business is booming. Mm-hmm. But don't isolate yourself to where you limit whose dollars come into your pocket. Yeah. Because yeah. they're not afraid to take your money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you better believe you're going to get their money, too. Yeah. You know? And I think, like I, I was saying, as far as us getting there, I think we can get there and be be respected yeah. as, as black business as owners business owners who happen to be black mm-hmm. right like we've made yeah. enough noise about racial yeah. profiling racial bias right. and you know we've we've made we've we've made enough noise about it right to the point where i'm like okay now it's time for us to just execute right and plan and execute it. and yep. just and, and move forward yep. because that can't be the narrative no every single day that right. can't be the narrative because no. at some point we have to grow yeah so yes so guys that was another dope dope episode dope thank y'all for listening and we definitely appreciate your time share this podcast with anyone everyone uh share the link subscribe so you can get updates about new episodes dropping Um, also stay tuned because we'll definitely have more visuals for the podcast and more dope entrepreneurs and business women, businessmen, um, more creatives will be on. So definitely check out the next few episodes coming out. We're going to be paying homage to the creatives in the city. Ooh, yes. Yes. Represent your own city. Yes. The city. Most definitely. Mm -hmm. And I was raised all over, but. Right. I'm definitely here, so yep. I'm representing, and I'm, and I'm showing love because yep. that's what I do. So thank you again, Anna, yes. for your time. Thank you for I, having me. Yes, ma'am, always. Yes. And we'll be on again with mm-hmm. another follow-up, another part to this conversation. I like yep. to do follow-ups in parts. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. there'll definitely be a whole another episode um, just building more on the conversation, but Thank you guys again. And like I said again, thank you, Anna, for coming on and joining. And peace.